Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Hamilton, Commodities Analyst at BMO Capital Markets. And welcome to our short Metals Matters podcast where we highlight the key things you need to know in global metals and mining this week. We are in a stage of the cycle where demand for commodities has been starting to dwindle, taking prices lower as has happened countless times before. Such is the way of commodities markets. But one thing we are being asked frequently is what, if anything, is different in this cycle compared to those we've seen previously. Well, firstly, this time round, the down cycle is not going to be accentuated by the typical lagged supply response. The fact that the metals and mining industry has spent so little growth capex despite a period of strong margins, as I've discussed before, is somewhat unique. But secondly, and I would say more importantly, there is greater confidence of the medium-term story in metals demand, such that price dips are viewed as buying opportunities, particularly for those commodities exposed to the long-duration fuel-to-materials transition. For the past 20 years, the world has become too used to commodities just being there, and in many cases, potentially costing less amid Chinese-led deflation in the midstream and downstream processing stages. This is no longer the case, and with the lack of trend investment, we now see metals markets running into more frequent supply bottlenecks, with pricing spending more time above long-run equilibriums than below. With this, security of supply really shifts front and centre, and we would expect to see more strategic supply partnerships emerge over the coming years, with product needs more aligned between supplier and buyer. This is essentially decommoditization and should lead to a re-rating for metals and mining producers exposed to the right metals. This week I attended the Cobalt Institute conference in Zurich, at which the latest State of the Market report was released. Cobalt is actually the metal I wrote my first ever commodity report on, so it's always been one I've taken a bit of an interest in. In terms of feedback, I'll start with the obvious. Electric vehicles are now the largest in-demand sector for Cobalt, which was inevitable given the wider trends. However, it's fair to say the outperformance of EV sales over the past year has accelerated the process. Cobalt is still being thrifted in ternary cathode chemistries, which themselves have been losing market share to cobalt-free lithium iron phosphate, and thus the average cobalt content per kilowatt hour in the average Chinese EV has halved over the past couple of years. However, the growth in sales is outweighing this meaning mid to high single digit Kager demand is expected over the coming years. And of course, cobalt is a byproduct market, meaning supply growth is typically dependent on prices of other metals. There is of course some supply flexibility from artisanal mining. And it was very interesting to see at the conference that having spent years almost trying to talk down the impact of this in the Democratic Republic of Congo, the strategy has changed. There's conspicuous efforts now being made both by the government and by key stakeholders to formalise this type of supply and to help it use it to alleviate poverty in the DRC. Indeed, the DRC government officials presenting were on the offensive, I would say, and are definitely aware of how the world needs cobalt for the energy transition. And as with discussions in Daba, the phrase just transition was to the fore. Now, outside of electric vehicles, the global industrial deceleration currently taking place is a headwind to cobalt demand, just as with other commodities. We expect super alloys to hold up relatively well given the aerospace sector is in the early stages of recovery as travel picks up, while orders from defence and power are likely to remain relatively strong given the current geopolitical and energy situation. However, portable electronics, which still account for over 30% of global demand, look less healthy. After a 2020 surge as many customers upgraded phones amid the first lockdown, 
The latest data from IDC shows Q1 sales dropped quite significantly year on year. And that was the second consecutive quarter of decline. Meanwhile, the China lockdowns, well, they've seen sales in this market slump, meaning the second quarter metrics are likely to be even worse. And then if we look into the second half of the year, falling real incomes will act as a fuller headwind. Longer term, though, we do see cobalt as a market where prices will need to incentivize new supply in order to balance the books. One metal where we've been fielding a lot of queries over the past couple of weeks has been aluminium, which has seen a sharp price sell-off. Now, just as with other metals, Chinese demand's been weak. For aluminium, however, the differentiating factor has been the surge in Chinese supply, with over 2 million tonnes annualised of capacity ramping over the past couple of months. We knew this was coming, but it's fair to say that yet again, the pace of ramp was surprisingly quick and has led to a Chinese market where the inventory draw is not as aggressive as might have been expected over the course of the second quarter. However, on a go-forward basis, we're slightly less concerned. The Chinese output gains are pretty much in the market already, and if anything, as we head towards peak summer power season, there's potential for some strategic smelter maintenance amid potential power constraints. Moreover, there's been operational issues, a major smelter in Yunnan province, and finally, the cost structure of the Chinese domestic industry is, if anything, still rising, but a strong domestic thermal coal price, meaning that we're actually much closer to the cost curve than for peer commodities. It's worth highlighting here that thermal coal is perhaps the tightest commodity market we cover at the present time, with Indian and Vietnamese buyers joining European utility peers and scrambling for supply amid power constraints, while even after a domestic output ramp-up, China's NDRC is heavily suggesting that utilities import a little bit more just to ensure availability into the summer months. As discussed at the Crew's World Aluminium Conference in London this week, the future aluminium market will be one where greener aluminium is the norm, and I'm always happy to discuss how I see green premiums trending over the coming years. But for now, however, thermal coal-powered Chinese smelters still hold the key to the aluminium market. And last but not least, to round out in conferences, the past few days saw Platinum Week in London. And here we had the usual market presentations from industry consultants, associations and companies involved in the PGM markets. The hydrogen economy remains the key megatrend that is expected to drive demand in the future. Well, short term, the emphasis remains on auto manufacturers' weak output and broader economic concerns, which continue to weigh on platinum autocatalysts and other industrial demand, and combined with the fallout of Russia's evasion of Ukraine on the supply side. In talking to OEMs and catalyst manufacturers, there is still Russian exposure, which they would like to decouple from. However, most research analysts assume this supply will find a home in either China or elsewhere, with only limited short-term supply dislocations. In our opinion, though, this will continue to propagate physical market tightness and support elevated premiums elsewhere in the world, with Russia representing as much as 38% of palladium mine supply. And with this delta, there's a wide range of market balances out there, though on average, platinum is expected to be in a decent 2022 surplus and palladium a slight deficit. Thank you for listening to Metal Matters. If you have any questions or suggestions, just get in touch directly. And if you're enjoying these insights, please do subscribe if you have not yet done so. I do hope you can join me next time round to discuss more pertinent issues for the global metals and bulk commodity markets. That was Metal Matters, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Metal Matters on Apple Podcasts and other podcast providers, or visit our website at researchglobalzero.com.
www.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more episodes, including our other podcast series, BMO Equity Research in Tune. If you have feedback or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please do share it with me at colin.hamilton at bmo.com. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com forward slash public hyphen disclosure.